That's the only thing, you. Um, I feel like there needs to be more to it. Oh, okay. No, I didn't like that bit. Oh. Do you want to go for one? No, no, no. I'm not hmm. a composer. I don't have a stick. Or an orchestra. That's a hot water thing. Well, we'll just wait for that to pass. Hello and welcome back to Caskheads, a podcast for whiskey about whiskey. It's 2023 and whiskey is still a thing, so I think we can get a few more episodes out of this subject. Is it still a thing? How do you know? Because we have some here. No, but can you prove it? What's this? You don't know what this is. You're about to learn about it in this episode. So until the end of the whiskey, I suppose you could consider this to just be a a very conspicuously coloured liquid. I was going to say that's very not whiskey coloured. And you know what? I think I need to hold... This is trial pending investigation. I apologise for the gap since our last episode, but December is a very busy month for both of us. Me more than you, but you still had quite a bit to do in December. Uh, Last episode, we actually talked about the Nokandu distillery in Speyside, and since we've talked a lot about Scotch recently, I thought we'd mix it up and head to England, Uh, but more precisely to Shropshire. Don't know what that is. It's in England. Whereabouts? In England. Whereabouts in Shropshire? Oh my god. Do I have to Google Maps this right now? No, the fact that you don't know. My geography isn't great, you know that. I can tell you where distilleries are in Scotland, but don't ask me to find anywhere in Scotland other than distilleries. We've been through this. Yes, that's right, English whiskey time. Have we done an English whiskey? Yeah, uh, we did... English Whiskey Company in Norfolk, I think we did their Molten Rye. Um, And I think we've also done... I think we've done Firely Bay from Yorkshire. Yeah, we have done Yorkshire, we're on about Yorkshire tea. Ah, ugh. So this is our third English whiskey. Ah. <coughs> did we ever do Thai? Taiwanese? Yeah, we did Catalan. Did we do Indian? Yes, that was Paul John. Did we do Japanese? Japanese. Yeah, we talked about Masataka Takasuru. Did we do... You know what? Maybe just listen to the episodes for once. You'd find out what we did. I'll forget. The distillery we will be looking at today is the Henstone Distillery, in case you haven't guessed. And if you haven't heard of them before, you should probably be paying more attention, because I just mentioned their name. I haven't heard of them before. I just mentioned their name. It's the Henstone Distillery. That's twice I've said it in this podcast now. Three times if you count the cut that we're going to make. That's crazy. Henstone Distillery was founded in 2017 by four friends, which already makes it a pretty great distillery, in my opinion. And two best friends. Right? That, exactly that scene went through my head as well when I was just looking this up. 2017? That's really young. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, you just think a distillery has been founded from the old timely times. Well, yeah, but like new distilleries are formed as well. We've reviewed no, a couple of them. No, they're old timely time things. Uh, apparently, the four friends are Chris and Alexandra Toller and Shane and Alison Parr. Now, Shane it's and Alison. Two of them have the same last name. I think maybe they're couples. Or siblings? No, they're couples. Well, then they're not two. They're not four well, friends. Well, right, they're four friends they? as well. It's two couples who happen to be friends. No, no, they'd be friends. All four of them are friends with. Any combination of those four people. Hmm. We'll see. 
you know, Shane's a, a friend of Alexandra, Alexandra, um, Chris, and Alison. Alison is a friend with Chris, Alexandra, and Shane. It can happen. Mm. It's twenty twenty three. Think this can happen? No. It's not very progressive of you. Now, Shane and Alison also run the Stonehouse Brewery, which has been running since two thousand and seven. So that's a little bit older. How are they running a bit for the whiskey? Because you can make beer. Well, not without a distillery, you can't. Beer doesn't involve distilling. What? You just brew beer. What? I do not know how alcohol is made. No, you really don't, do you? And that's worrying, because we've been around two distilleries. Yeah, and it's great. I learned so many things. Probably. Oh, I don't know what you like. The brewery's been running since 2007, meaning they already have a, uh, a grasp on one of the important stages of creating whiskey, and that is, of course, brewing, which we just covered. Uh, because, as we've talked about before, when making whiskey, you need to make a strong beer of sorts and then distill the wash, which is the beer. Um, now, Henstone Distillery is based on this brewery site as well and uses a 1,000-litre uh, pot-slash-column hybrid still, so kind of traditional copper pot still, but with these copper plates in to give you more co- copper interactions, which creating this lovely, lighter spirit. Um, now, my favourite thing about the still is uh, it was manufactured in Germany and it is affectionately called Hilda. Aww. You always... The best distilleries always name their stills. We have discussed this before. Does it look like a Hilda, though? I think I'd have to see it to believe the name. However, they also own a 30-litre Alembic still, which is named Bellina, and that's from Portugal. Oh. So they don't do their whiskey on the Alembic still, but they do do some of their other spirits, because, as we'll get to, they do quite a wide range of spirits at this distillery. Uh, the distillery is still relatively new in whiskey terms, but they have a great range of products available, uh, two of which we will be reviewing today. That's right, we're going to be trying two things. We're not. Well, you'll be smelling it. Well. Or nosing it. To be honest, I just couldn't pull myself to decide. I couldn't bring myself to decide between the two of them. Uh, I I like them both. They're very very different styles, and I just thought, why not? You could never bring yourself to decide between two whiskies. I could. You're like, I'll just have both. Well, there's always that option. However, alongside these two, they also produce gin, vodka, and rum. As well as, I think, a couple of other spirits. Now, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, their first spirit destined to be whiskey was actually filled into casks on the 10th of January 2018, and it sold out within hours of the launch in 2021. However, well, more that, is... They must have had a good marketing campaign. Uh, no whiskey sells very well. Mm. However, more is available from subsequent dist- distillations. Um, hence why we have some, because I don't have any of the 2021 batch. Now, as I said before, they are based at the site where the Stonehouse Brewery is, and as such, they make use of this great facility and existing knowledge, allowing them to make their own wash. Uh, Something which is common in Scotland, however, not always so with a lot of the smaller kind of new startups in England. I'm not saying that when others don't do this that they're inferior, but it is nice to see it being done in-house as well. Um, So do they not create beer anymore? No, they still make beer as well. The, The brewery's still going. They have a distillery on site. But they use the beer to make the whiskey. They can brew beer wash for the whiskey. That doesn't. It's different to the beer they're putting in bottles to sell. I'll never understand it. I don't know why we keep trying to teach me it. It's honestly, to me, invisible magic. Uh, they have a, a few uh, expressions of whiskey available at the moment. We have the ex-bourbon cast matured, which is the one we'll be reviewing, so I'm, I'm going to just hold off on that one for now. However, we also have the ex-oloroso finish, which is um, apparently their first batch was entirely matured in oloroso casks. However, uh, after that, they actually went on to using quartz casks as a finishing to uh, give you a lot more wood contact and adding a great layer of flavour to them as well. Um, they do an ex-Pedro Jimenez 
finish, which is very similar uh, principle. They started off with... Uh, uh, the first batch, sorry, was entirely Pedro Jimenez cast, but now they're, they're using these quartz casts again. Um, now, when you use Pedro Jimenez compared to the Oloroso, it's giving you far richer, kind of sweeter Christmas cakey kind of flavours. I'm starting to notice something. It's all kind of the same, isn't it? What do you mean? I mean, every dessert, you know, there's always like a Pedro Jimenez. There's always like... Well, because they're very popular bourbon. casts. But what I'm saying is like, it's, all, it's just the same. But no, it's not the same. It literally is. Okay, we went around two distilleries in Scotland. Did they look the same? Did anything about their operations seem the same to you? You literally said this is the exact same as the other one except for metal. That was different. How was that? No, because one was... the the, the, the <laughs> Annandale had metal washbacks. Tomatin were using... No, sorry. Annandale had wooden washbacks. Let's get this right. Tomatin were using uh, metal ones, stainless steel. So you're getting different interactions going on. The washbacks are where you're fermenting your beer. Exactly the same, though. No, because you had wood ones, Oregon pine wood, and you had stainless steel. But they were the same thing. Very large scale, very different flavours. They were the same. Very different styles. And both, I smelt the, the bad smell. <laughs> what was the bad smell? The, the fermenting yeasty smell? The, yeah, the really yeah. strong sour. The, re- the really heady kind of... Um, that's in the beer stage, yeah, The in the washbacks. It can get really, um, really quite powerful. No dissimilarities. Oh, really? No dissimilarities. So you're saying there were loads of dissimilarities. Uh, now, after that, they also do an ex-peated finish. Um, now, apparently they can't actually do a peated wash, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, particularly when you're dealing with the lighter spirits, such as Henstone. Instead, they use ex-peated Isla casks to add a layer of peat influence without overpowering the, uh, the, the kind of spirit style you've got behind it. Now, I don't know if the reason why they can't do it is because... Running peated beer through the operation where they're working with the brewery would be too cumbersome with with existing. You know, they have to think about the brewery side of things as well. So I, I presume they just don't want to do peaty beer because I've I've tried a couple. Um, it's nice, but it, it well, it's interesting. I wouldn't want a lot of it. I like it, but not a lot of it. Um, now, however, on to our first whiskey we're going to be talking about, which is the ex bourbon cask release. We're doing two. Yeah. Oh my god. We've already covered this bit. I thought we were just talking about it too. I didn't know we were reviewing too. Each batch of this expression is single barrel, which is a great little touch alongside the handwritten label on the back of the bottle, which I did look at. And yeah. See, a little handwritten label at the bottom. Bye. IT. 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 The, the clown bottled this one. Oh, don't like that. Don't <laughs> like that. You're lucky I didn't drop it. I think it's uh, Isaac Tabernacki. What do you think? Ooh, Ignacio Thialdrahorp. Come on, you go. Gotta come up with a name. Ichabod. <laughs> Inexplicit... Inexplicitly... Inexplicit- That's not a name. Inexplicitly... That's not a name. Tenacious. That's not a name, though. That's what that would... No, that it was... bottled not- by Inexplicitly no, Tenacious. No, it's a summary of the whiskey. The whiskey is Inexplicitly Tenacious. Oh, okay. Obviously. I like the way the sticker feels. Yeah, it has that kind of like, um, I want to say bevel, but I'm wrong. Papery. It feels like scotch tape. Scotch tape's got plastic on it. Washi tape. Feels like washi tape, sorry. Yeah. Washi washi tape? tape. Yeah. What's washi tape? Washi tape. The people know. I have washi tape. What's washi tape? It's like a... It's washi... It's it's washi tape. I have no idea what you're on about now. You're making that up. I could literally grab nope. you some. Not much for recording. 
Do, 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 do. Uh, now, interestingly, unlike the other three expressions I just mentioned, uh, it's actually bottled at 43.8%, these batches, uh, whereas the other three are kept at 46%. But what is really interesting, actually, is that it still isn't chill-filtered, and like other whiskey releases that they do, it is natural colour. Um, now, if you remember, I, I've told you before, chill-filtering at 46 is great because at room temperature it doesn't go cloudy, but they've taken this down to 43.8 and still not chill-filtered it. So, at room temperature, this one could actually go cloudy. It's not cloudy. I know. That's what I can't work out. I deliberately haven't done much with this, and it still hasn't gone cloudy. And the only other distillery I know that gets away with this is Glendronach. They're um, they're in the Highlands, and they bottle at forty three for some of their releases. And again, they they don't um, they don't chill filter it, and it still doesn't go cloudy. It's it's one of those magical little mysteries. Exceptions to the rules that, that make and break them. So I'll let you um, have a little bit of nose. I'd say it's like a very pale white wine. It's like a very, a very light white wine. Honestly, borderline. All right. Have you ever had? Um, so you know when you're at parties and you get uh, like orange spritzers. No. Okay. I don't go to those kind of parties. Okay. So it's like one of those, but you've drank it all and then you fill the glass up with water. And Just then taking the residual kind of light bit out. And then like it's it's kind of like a it gets slightly coloured. So it's like you had a squash, drunk most of it, and then topped it up with water. No, it's really, it's not, actually. <laughs> it's very specifically what I said. Um, that's how I would say. And I can see the leggies now, and they are very slow. Except that one, that one was really, really fast. So I'd say they're quite independent in their movement. They decide, they go at their own pace. Um, that looks like it's a crack that goes to a river eh. oh god where the two rivers meet <gasps> uh, so I did a swill and uh, I would say oh there's a globule so it kind of starts slower and then as it gets further down it speeds up a little bit and then yeah it gets faster as it keeps going um, definitely builds up momentum. Doesn't have its pulp free. <laughs> and wait, I forgot there was a smelling aspect. Oh, this one doesn't smell like all the other ones. It's quite different, actually. Yeah, all the other ones smell vaguely the same. This one does. This one, all, I will all, admit, all whiskey not only tastes the same, is made the same, but it also smells. This the one, same. not sherry. Not sherry. You are correct. I'd say. Wait, give me a sec. But no, I, I do enjoy this one because it's very different. It smells kind of, not sweet, but like, oh my God, you know pear drops? Mm-hmm. It smells like a bag of open pear drops, but mm-hmm. not the pear drops from themselves, but when they've been in the paper bag and you've left them in the car for a while and you go back to them, they smell, it smells like the bag, the paper bag of pear drops. Essence of pear drop. No, not pear drops, the paper bag. That's Essence pear of pear drop paper bag. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't smell of pear. It doesn't smell of pear drops. It smells of the paper bag. Mm -hmm. It's very specific. I think we've established that quite successfully, yes. Now, I'll agree with you. The colour is very, very light. Um, Actually, I'd go with white wine. Yeah, I'll give you that. That has that kind of look. Yeah, but like a pale white wine. Like a very pale, like a... um, Yeah. Like if a white wine was paler than a white wine. The globules, the legs, they're actually running medium, I'd say. But there's there's quite a, a wide gap between them as well. But you, again, they're keeping it 43.6, you're getting that more oils in. Um, 
on the nose, I do actually get that pear drops side that you're on about. The bag. I don't smell the paper bag. It's really important because it doesn't smell like pear drops. But what I, what I do get with the henstone is there's almost a um, mentholy kind of side. There's something in the bag. That's absolutely not menthol. There is. There's something. There's not because I can't stand the smell of menthol. I would have said that immediately before pear drop. Did you have menthol earlier? No. There's something there. It's like more kind of like a, a herby. It's interesting because it's actually not dissimilar to something like... Uh, on the nose, it's a little bit like Scapper, which is a, a, a whiskey in Scotland. But there's something else to it. It's, it might be the paper bag you're getting. <gasps> right? <laughs> now, uh, on the taste, it starts off very sweet on the tongue. And then that kind of drier, herby kind of side does build. There is a little bit of a spice on the finish as well. <laughs> we don't need to discuss my process. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really enjoy Handstone because it's this nice, light style. Um, and it's got that sweetness behind it and that paper baggy kind of note. Yes. Uh... You know, they might actually listen to this. And in which case, I do apologise. I, I do take this seriously. I do enjoy your spirit. But, like, I kind of get where Luke's coming from. It does smell like uh, an what? old sweet bag. What if they then go like, oh, it's a thing we've been trying to foot our thumb on the entire time. Luke's a genius. Get him down here right now. <laughs> uh, now, the other thing I really enjoy about this distillery is actually the transparency of information. This whiskey was cask number HDC, that's Hotel David Charlie, 0019. Um, I'm sure that means something to them. Uh, it was from the Heaven Hill Distillery in Kentucky, so maybe that's where the H comes from, I'm not sure. Um, it's a 200-litre ex-bourbon cask. Spirit entered the cask ear on the 21st of the 3rd, 19, the 8th of the 4th, 19, and the 5th of the 6th, 19. Now, normally with most distilleries, you'd just actually fill it on one day. But because the operation is very, very, very small, um, they don't actually distill enough in amounts usually to actually fill the cask, and so that's why it gets spread out. Uh, and apparently their cask filling strength is 65.4% ABV. Um, there were 285 bottles from this cask at 70 centiliters, which are the full-size ones, and they also had 155 CLs, which are uh, miniatures. And that's just like... But how many bags of Pedros does Jimmy get? I don't know how many bags of Pedros Jimmy gets. But they give this information for every single release they do. But this kind of like level of information, not a lot of distilleries this transparent with. So that's always kind of interesting. And if you're a little bit nerdy like me, it's always... Might be sad, but it's kind of fun. Hi, so it's Jordan here, just uh, checking in for the first of these mid-season kind of notices of 2023, which is... Well, I'm not going to say bonkers, because I say that a lot. I've noticed doing these. Uh, so I'm going to say this is... The first of 2023, and that's a thing. Uh, I wanted to take this time, and normally we we talk about either GNS or the YouTube stuff, um, but I just wanted to point this out, or I wanted to say this that I can't keep putting Cask Whisper in the episodes as much as Luke wants me to. They are so long, and if you like them, that's fine. I, I promise I won't delete them. Uh, they will actually start going on as bonus episodes with each episode. Um, so if you want to follow the exploits of the Cask Whisperer, I don't know if it'll be every episode Luke adds it in because although it's spur of the moment, a lot seems to happen in, in this mystical um, cryptid slash... I, I, I still don't understand the Cask Whisperer. This whiskey angel... Mm, I don't know if that's even true, but they will appear. So if you want to, just look out for the bonus episodes that'll start popping up in the feed. Have a great one and get back to the show. And Happy New Year.
sad. It's no, no, no. Now the second release I want to talk about. Come on down, whiskey number two. It's your turn on the showroom. Ba 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 ba. Henstone the sequel. They're rehenning. Um, the second release I actually talk about is actually quite different, but I really enjoy it. And I, like I said, I just couldn't make up my diff. I couldn't make up my mind on the two ones. Um, it's actually called the Old Dog Corn Liquor. I love that. I know, right? I mean, look at that bottle. It looks Old Dog Corn Liquor. I'm gonna take a stab at it and say that Old Dog Corn Liquor might be a corn. Well, it's one. interesting you'd say that. You'd think that, and you'd be right. <laughs> I honestly. Wow. Um, Old Dog Corn Liquor is actually the distillery's take on a bourbon. However, because America is very protective of the term bourbon, and rightly so, to be fair to them, it can't actually be called one. However, the distillery creates a corn, wheat and barley mash, which is distilled in Hilda, the 1,000-litre still, um, and matured in brand-new American oak casks. So you're still getting that very... You know, you're using a a mixed mash bill, you're using virgin oak, um, you're... (laughs) I mean, there's no rules on what still you have to use in America because um, things like uh, Woodford Reserve, um, they actually do use copper pot stills like you use in Scotland. Now, what's interesting actually is apparently the old, the name Old Dog comes from a local mine shaft. Oh. So you were wrong, Luke. Okay, so this is the classic whiskey colour, I would say. Very dark in comparison. Pulp-free like the last one. Okay, what is pulp? I'm curious. Uh, Where are you seeing pulp? What whiskeys have you ever seen pulp in? I've literally seen pulp in a whiskey. What What, what are you thinking of as the pulp? The cask. Oh, li- okay. There we go. The wood bit, yes, right? Yes, they sipped it. Yeah. Whoopsie daisies, that one. The ones where you see pulp or, you know, cask influence are the ones that are literally poured straight from casks and they haven't been, like, sieved. Whatever, John. Oops. It's pulp-free. Um, many drops... That do not want to move. One did move, but I wasn't looking at it. Oh, there are some on the other side. So these these are different drops, and they move like, mm, I'd say, I'd say faster than slow. But then there's some other ones that are like slower than fast. That's for sure. So I'd say they're quite individual in a sense. Uh, again. They take like a hot second, but then when they get going, they're like, hey, yo, time for party. So like, that's pretty cool. But yeah, they're definitely like, um, yeah, they go slow to fast, but faster than slow and slower than fast. Oh, it's got that kind of similar, similar sweet bag smell. It does. And that's one of the things I was hoping you'd pick up on. It is clearly a, a spirit style from that distillery. Yeah, it does. It smells like the paper bags. So even though you have a completely different cask kind of going interaction going on, you're still getting the spirit style behind it. And that's one of the things I love is that they haven't overpowered it with the this cask This one, though, not so much pear drop paper bag so much as generic sweet paper bag. Like, this could have had some hundreds of thousands in the bottom of the mix, you know? And maybe even gone up to millions. Not like gummy worms or, like, the little frogs you used to eat. It's not like those. It's definitely like... You used a, to eat frogs? The little, the little frogs or, like, a penny. They you were turtles. You they were turtles. Sorry. Frogs for a penny. No, and they ate were them? turtles. They were little, the little Haribo turtles. Ah, uh, okay. Mm, I will say it's not. Ah, <gasps> yes, the travel sweets. It's like the travel sweets. It's like those, but if they were in like a paper bag, but if if those were in a paper bag that had previously had pear drops in it, <laughs> that's what this is. Like. There are layers. It's an onion. <laughs> 
This is the most complex whiskey you've ever diagnosed. Yeah, because it doesn't smell of vague alcohol slash sherry. You see, on the nose, you do get that corn hit quite instantly. What? I could not smell any corn. I forgot it even was a corn whiskey. It's almost a bit... Oh, is it, is it aniseedy? No. No, aniseed is a bad one. There's something there, though. It's got that little bit of a... It's okay. It's probably the virgin oak kicking in, to be honest. Is it the travel sweets? No. Um, I do kind of get where you're coming from, the travel sweets, though. Almost a bit bittery. Rhubarb. No. It's a little bit rhubarb no, and custard. No, it's not. <gasps> the sweets. Yeah, the sweets. Rhubarb and custard. Smell the top of the glass. No, I'll allow that one. It's that like kind of rhubarb and custard sweets, isn't it? Oh. Okay, this episode is also apparently the sweet shop episode, but it's true. That is rhubarb and custards. Yeah. But yeah, rhubarb and custard, that's the difference. The first one was pear drops, the second one is definitely rhubarb and custard. I will also say travel sweetie, though. Yeah, no, it's, I get that. It's, yeah. Now, on the taste, it's actually a little bit um, kind of buttery kind of side to it. Oh, what kind? What kind? Like um, a salted, like a full fat, like a vegan spread, like a flora light, a flora buttery, and lure pack. No, I wouldn't go to lure pack. Like an actual butter butter, a margarine. What are we talking here? Are we talking... You know, you've fl- never been this engaged in are any episode before. Are we talking fluffy scone butter? Oh, I love me some fluffy scone butter. Um, right, but yeah, I really do enjoy that. Interestingly, not actually that much of an oaky. I got more of a kind of like spice coming through the uh, the American oak cast than the, than the um, the old old dog corn liquor. Um, right, so with that said, five facts. Five facts. I'm going to drink these whiskeys. Fact number one, they did beer. They got four best friends. Fact number two. Well, hang on. Fact number one, they did beer is incorrect because they still do beer. Doesn't count. Well. Yeah, but they also did beer. Not wrong didn't say they no longer do it in that context. Also, to be fair, only two of the friends to create the beer. Well, uh, right. You said they. That could sum up all four. But it could also just sum up two. Just I wasn't being wrong. I wasn't being specific. 2023, I'm actually going to be a lot harder on you with the facts. I'm, I'm really going to like... Then make we're sure dropping down to three facts. I'm going to really raise this bar, make sure you're actually paying attention. No. So, anyway, they used to do beer. They still do it now, but that's not irrelevant. There's only two of them, but that's still a yet they. That's two people. That's Why well, actually, that's to be how fair, I we employ about 14 people at the brewery. Two. They are four best friends. Mm, I'll give you that one. It was started in 2017. Well done. Oh, my gosh. Um, the brew, brewery, 2004. No. The, the beer, the 2004. No, the 2004, 2004 was, was a year. It is a year, but that's nothing to do with this story. 2004. No, 2004 <laughs> is not the year. <laughs> 2003. No. 2002? No. 2004. 2007. 2007, well done. 2007 was a year. Uh, number five. I like how, by the way, it was 2004. No. 2004. No. 2003. No. 2002. No. 2004. No. <laughs> Fact number five. Uh, they, uh, they, they make their own, they make their wash. I'm tying that into your first, you've done a lot of beer-related they, facts. They, um, they, uh, they, oh, the first one was really popular, the 20, the first release, popular, first release popular, 2021. <laughs> they sold out of their very first release, yes, okay. That's what was that? In, in less than a day. That's five facts. No, that was that fact for you. No, that was fact fact. We do this every time. I count on my hand. <laughs> Beer. Best friends. 2017. 27 2007 
popular. That is five. Okay. So this has been Cascades. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, and if you liked my Cask Whisperer lore, because I really hope John doesn't edit this one out, because it's really in-depth. It was a long one. Uh, then please subscribe. And remember to leave a review and recommend to other people, because it really does help us, and more importantly, may lead others to discovering this show. I'd like to thank Adrian and Allison of the Weed Dram Whiskey Shop in Bakewell. They know lots of whiskey, and they sell it there. You can find them online at www.weedram.co.uk. And all, we have other stuff. We've got a YouTube channel called Caffeine Adult Games in which Jordan and his friend Alex play games who's been on the Whiskey episode. And we've also got me playing there. And there's a website. <laughs> <laughs> CaffeineAdultMinds.co.uk uh, The links will be in the description below. Also check out GNS Radio. A podcast about a suspicious town being taken over by an even more suspicious company and one radio host's journey to unveiling this mystery. Thank you. Wait, which one of the radio hosts is like unveiling the mystery? <laughs> well, it sure as heck isn't the conspiracist. Uh, you also got to mention the, uh, Instagram. There's uh, Instagram too. My gosh, we sometimes post things. That's Caffeine Adult Minds on Instagram. We've got reels on there. We've got posts for when new podcast episodes come out in there. There might be some sound bites on there at some point if I get around to that. I there are some shorts on YouTube. If you want to <laughs> see what that's like, thanks. But I've been Luke. <laughs> and this has been Jordan. Bye. And you know what? Oh, and also there's one editing goof. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, just a minute. Before we forget, I'd also like to thank the Henstone Distillery for creating the spirit. I think we're going to start thanking the distilleries in 2023. I think that's fair. 2023, thankfulness. You got to be thankful. And as always, we'll leave you this one editing goof. Bye. Goodbye. <sighs> what? Oh. It, if you put this label on, it is not in line on the bottom of the base. Luke is losing his mind. I'm fine with the tilted crookedness, but like, it's... To be fair, this other one's actually quite in line. Yeah, exactly. That's why when I turned this one on... You know what? Maybe you had a little bit of the old dog on the job. A little hot toddy on the job. Mm. For the record, I don't care. I had never... I own this bottle. I hadn't noticed that yet. Um, I've owned it since... Well, October, so quite a while now. Some of the some of us have eyes for detail. The tar.